You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Sports Illustrated's Coronavirus and Sports. I'm Luis Miguel Echegaray. Every weekday, we'll take you through the latest on how the spread of COVID-19 is impacting professional leagues, tournaments, and the people around them. And we'll try to wrap our heads around what sports looks like in the midst of a pandemic. Today, soccer, football, football, or calcio, however you like to call it, the sport finds itself in a much more complex situation than other sports due to its global popularity and how leagues work in different ways. We'll be talking to senior writer Grant Wall on how the beautiful game has been dealing with the pandemic. Whether you're a diehard supporter of a Premier League team, the US women's national team, casually follow the Bundesliga or MLS, someone who coaches in youth setups, or maybe even a high school player. The coronavirus pandemic has wreaked havoc on the world's game. There's a lot of ground to cover in assessing what happens next. So what does it take to get leagues, divisions, and tournaments functioning again? And as long as the global health and safety of communities is under attack, how does soccer survive? Joining us now is SI's senior writer, Grant Wall. Grant, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being with us. Good to hear your voice. Let's start with Europe, Grant. Let's be simple and begin with the continent. Where do we stand with domestic leagues in Europe after UEFA decided to postpone this summer's European Championships until next year? Well, the postponement of Euro 2020, uh, in theory, will allow the domestic leagues in Europe to finish by the end of June. Uh, obviously, that in itself is very much up in the air and uncertain because we don't know where the coronavirus is going to go and uh, if we're even going to be able to have games between now and the end of June. So uh, at least they have now the structure in place, though, where they can try to achieve that. And at least we know that the summer's main event isn't going to happen in Europe. But all the games 
in this FIFA window in March have been canceled. Uh, the Copa America, the big South American summer tournament has been canceled uh, and postponed for another year. Uh, in terms of summer tournaments right now, the big ones are all not happening. Let's talk about the Premier League in England. What would it take to get the Premier League season up and running again? And is it even possible to finish the campaign at this point? Well, I think it's possible, but there's so much uncertainty around the coronavirus itself and the scope. And we're still in the opening stages here. And it's tremendously important that every country get ahead of this thing and institute what needs to be instituted so that maybe in in May or more likely June or July, there might be a chance to actually play league games. Right now, I don't think we just have enough information about when they might get be able to get going again. One thing I find interesting is, you know, my wife's uh, Celine Gounder, she's an infectious disease doctor, a CNN medical analyst. And uh, even when we were talking two weeks ago, we were thinking in terms of, and she was thinking in terms of, you know, maybe they can play games with empty stadiums, empty venues. And the second that Rudy Gobert got coronavirus in the NBA, that went out the window as well. And so this is such a fluid situation, but players don't want to get coronavirus either. And so even playing in empty venues doesn't seem like it's going to work. How has FIFA been dealing with this? You know, the presumed overall, well, not presumed, but definite overall leader in terms of, you know, mandating policy. Have they shown leadership throughout? Have they not been forceful enough? What do you make of it? Well, I don't feel like FIFA's had to make any big decisions about summer tournaments because they weren't staging any big summer tournaments this year. You know, if this had been a, a World Cup year uh, this summer, I think that FIFA would have been really under the gun right now because the World Cup tends to start in early June. But I think FIFA's done an okay job of being supportive of the various confederations making big decisions right now. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to say Johnny Infantino has been amazing because he hasn't had any big decisions to make. All right, let's focus, Grant, a little bit more with issues here uh, in the U.S. and North America. Last week, as we tape last week, MLS extended its suspension to May with MLS Cup moved to December. Uh, they still think they can fit all these matches if there was uh, some kind of optimistic miracle that it begins in May all the way to December. Do you see this as a realistic expectation for MLS? Well, MLS said May 10th was the day they're targeting right now to start playing games again. And they said that that was following the CDC's recommendation of an eight-week period of not having crowds of more than 50 people. But I think all of us, and probably including MLS, think it's extremely unlikely that games will happen on May 10th. I'm not entirely certain why they felt like they needed to put May 10th out there, especially since it's so unrealistic. Maybe it has to do with venues and preparations, things like that. But um, my sense is that you know how the CDC approaches this is every couple of weeks, perhaps, they will amend what they've said previously. And, and at this point, I fully expect the CDC will extend this eight-week period uh, even farther, you know? And we, we still just don't know enough about where coronavirus is going. This is a really big week. It has been, I think, around the United States to 
get a sense of whether we would become more like South Korea or more like Italy. Uh, and the, the real lack of testing, which continues to be such a big problem in the United States for some reason, is going to cause us to be probably, you know, what the experts say at least, more like Italy and less like South Korea. And that's, uh, that's not a good sign. You can't talk about the U.S. game or U.S. soccer in the United States without talking about the women's game uh, in WSL, of course, and the women's national players. How detrimental is this for the women's game in the U.S.? Well, I mean, the Olympic soccer tournament, that's a world championship for the U.S. women's national team. It's got all their senior players. It's not like players are able to do extensive training or, or training with each other right now. Uh, NWSL teams, uh, some of them were in camp, preseason camp, uh, before the scheduled start of the season in April. Clearly, that's not going to happen on time. Uh, so far, I've seen pretty good leadership uh, from the new commissioner, Lisa Baird, of the NWSL, though. like She's really just taken the job. It's a heck of a thing to jump into. But uh, so far, she's uh, you know handling this well, communicating well, and... Uh, We'll see where it goes from here. But, you know, this was a big year, as was last year for women's soccer. And, you know, right now it looks like we're not going to see games for a while. Do you think, if you were a gambling man, Grant, do you think we'll see a return to action this year? It's just hard to know. And I've always learned to say, I don't know if I don't know. So it, it from a, a, a speculative perspective, I don't think we're probably going to see games. Uh, it, it could be... June, July, it, it could be longer, uh, but I, I have a hard time thinking right now, given where this is going to go and things are going to get worse here before they get better in the U.S., I think it's going to be a while before we see soccer, and, and that's disappointing, obviously. It's something we really enjoy, but the, the public health has to come first. SI senior writer Grant Wall. You can follow him on Twitter at Grant Wall and listen to him on Planet Football Podcast and read his contact on Planet Football. Grant, thanks so much. Thank you. Since my conversation with Grant, the IOC suspended the 2020 Tokyo Games until 2021. La Liga suspended its season indefinitely and UEFA postponed its men and women's Champions League and Europa League finals with no new dates set in sight. As the global pandemic takes its toll on the global game, will domestic leagues be able to finish their seasons? Or will 2020 be merely an asterisk in the record books for Liverpool, Barcelona and others? Will coronavirus throw cold water on the momentous gains made by women's soccer around the world in 2019? Can MLS really salvage its entire season? When will there be even a match to look forward to? It'll be a sign of hope on the horizon when the beautiful game returns to the world stage. Thanks to Grant Wall for joining me today. We'll continue bringing you these stories throughout the coronavirus crisis. If you like what we're doing, please recommend us to a friend or family member and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can listen to Coronavirus and Sports for free wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to subscribe or follow us for the latest episodes. Stay safe and we'll see you next time. <laughs>